Welcome to the Lionshare Podcast for marketing leaders by marketing leaders. Brought to you by Fidelitas Development. Hey, Kyle. Yeah, Tyler. I was wondering, you ever uh, figured out a good way to explain uh, marketing to people that aren't in marketing? Oh, man. Yeah, that's a constant struggle for me. No, I haven't figured it out. Why? So I, th- I think I've got the way to explain it to people. So, oh, yeah? so in all the different types of marketing. So for example, Kyle, you go up and you see a gorgeous girl at a party, you go up and say, I'm very rich, marry me. That's direct marketing. Oh, now, yeah. if, you're, if you're at the same party with a bunch of friends and you see a gorgeous girl and one of your friends goes up to her uh, pointing at you and says, he's very rich, you should marry him. That's advertising. And if you say, and if you uh, see a gorgeous girl at a party, you go up and you get her phone number. The next day you call and say, hi, I'm very rich. You know, why don't you marry me? That's telemarketing. Okay. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So, so I think people are tracking along here. If we've got any uh, noobs listening in today. Also, if you're, if you're at that party and you see a gorgeous girl, you, you, you get up and straighten your tie. You, you, you walk up to her and pour a drink. You open the door. Uh, of the car for her, you pick up her bag after she drops it, you total chivalrous moves. And then at the end you say, by the way, I'm rich. Will you marry me? That's PR. Now <laughs> you're at the party and see the gorgeous girl. She walks up to you and say, you're very rich. Can you marry me? That's brand recognition. Oh, okay. Yeah. I need that. Now you see a gorgeous girl at a party. You go up to her and you say that you're very rich and that she should marry you. And then she introduces you to her husband. That's demand and supply gap. I've, okay? I've, yeah, I've been there. Now you go up to a gorgeous girl at the party. You go up to her before you say anything. Another person comes up and says, I'm rich. Will you marry me? And then she goes with him. So you totally got cut off. That's competition eating into your market share. Yeah. I live that world right there. <laughs> and finally, if you go up to a gorgeous girl at a party, you go up to her and before you say, I'm rich, marry me, your wife arrives. That's restriction for entering new markets. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And it should be restricted. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of the Lion Share Marketing Podcast, hosted by Kyle, never too single to mingle Weber, and myself, Tyler Sickmeyer. Uh, glad to glad to have you back for another episode, Kyle. Oh, glad to be back, Tyler. Always glad to be back with you. You know, you might think that I premeditate on those names I come up with for you, but I really don't. It's just yeah, I feel like it's off the cuff. Yeah, I <laughs> I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those, the, the, that, that segment's always brought to you by Jack Daniels, Lynchburg Lemonades. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we, do have a, we, we do have a great show for you today. We've got an interview coming up with uh, Jeff Johnson, uh, who runs uh, the Small Business Digital Marketing Summit, uh, which is actually coming up in our backyard out here in San Diego. And we're going to make sure that we have a link uh, in the show notes for folks to get tickets. But before we get to our interview with Jeff, Kyle, what's in the news? News team, assemble! Well, Tyler, today in the news, we have an article from Facebook Business News entitled Capture Attention with Updated Features for Video Ads. So, you know, video ads, everyone's talking about video ads all the time. Tyler, guess how many hours per day of video are watched on Facebook? Do you have any idea? How many hours per day? Are we talking per person? Are we talking? No, hours collectively per day. 
one million hours. That's that's close. It's actually one hundred million hours of video on Facebook each day is consumed. Okay, so now I'm no math major. Shout out to my high school math teachers. But I did ask Siri, you know, the average lifetime of the average person and uh, how many hours that is. So the average lifespan of a human is 579,000 hours. So what that means... Are you going to break into song right now? Oh, I should. Um, I just need somebody to drop the beat. Uh, But what that means is that, uh, if my math is correct here, uh, that... A hundred and nearly 173 lifetimes per day are spent watching videos on Facebook. And so my real question is how many out of all of those videos being watched, how many are cat videos? Probably 60%. I would say, yeah. At least I'm more of a puppy video myself, personally. I like puppy videos. Yeah, f- funny story, not to get sidetracked, but puppy videos are actually how I successfully petitioned my wife to get Samson who's the chief companion officer at Fidelitas Development. That's a true marketer right there. <laughs> she, was on the really she was on the fence about getting a dog because he, he sheds, obviously, because all labs do. And uh, I just started showing her YouTube videos of lab puppies. And next thing you know, we, we had Samson. So it all worked out for the best. Probably, probably saved our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. So I have another question for you, Tyler. Sure, Kyle. Do you think it's okay for the first 10 seconds of a video ad to be maybe just a little mundane. Absolutely not, because there's just too much uh, fighting for our attention uh, across the board. So it's really important uh, that we engage people early, capture their attention and captivate them and give them a reason to keep watching or listening or whatever it is in order to engage them to the point where you get to the call to action or whatever the end goal is for your content. Well said. And just to back up your theory here, Tyler, Facebook and Nielsen, the Facebook science group or scientists, or I don't know exactly what they're called, but they requested Nielsen to come in and do some studies. And what they found was that up to 47% of the value in a video campaign was delivered in the first three seconds, while up to 74% of the value was delivered in the first 10 seconds. Now, you might be asking, okay, what is this value that they're referencing? And that would be ad recall, brand awareness, and purchase intent from anyone who viewed those video ads. So the other question, I mean, isn't that, I mean, that to me, that is incredible, right? So intent in the first 10 seconds, we have up to 74% of the value right there. So for people who are creating content for video ads, you really, really have to work that out to where you get these people hooked right away. Anybody that's viewing it. So here's another question. What if they don't even watch the ad? What if they just scroll through and they just see the video ad, but it doesn't even play for a second? Well, this interestingly enough, they found in their results that even if they didn't watch a video or if it was under one second view, maybe they were just scrolling through on their mobile phone. Uh, even then, a lift, hap- a lift happened across ad recall, brand awareness, and purchase consideration. So that means even people who never watched the video but did see the impression, they were still impacted by the ad. Isn't that well, amazing? What's funny is with all the sketchiness around how Facebook's billing advertisers for video views, uh, which is definitely a, an ongoing conversation, uh, it, it, it's interesting because you almost as a marketer have to make sure that you maximize your ROI regardless of how many seconds of impression you actually get, regardless of what the analytics are saying. So it's actually interesting. Right now, there are a couple of different groups that have teamed up to audit Facebook. 
for that very thing when it comes to their advertising mm. to see if we're all getting what we pay for as well. Oh, yeah. But in the meantime, like you said, it's it's important to make those seconds count because uh, it can be the difference between a positive brand interaction and uh, something that's completely forgettable. So, and that's really where it comes down to having a great creative team, I think, and being able to put something together that uh, is compelling and makes you stop scrolling uh, with your thumb long enough to watch that video on your mobile. Right. Okay. So let's move on to some tools when it comes to video ads. Um, now in Facebook, and this may not be released to everyone yet in everyone's power editor yet, but they have uh, what are automated captions now in Facebook ads. And so um, where, where can you find this? Okay. So if you go down into your power editor and then drill down into your campaigns or any of your campaigns ad sets, and then you shift over to any of your video ads, you'll see a little section there called video captions. And you can you know, uh, generate those automated video captions for your video ad. And I've actually used this and it, it works. I was, I was impressed by it. However, I will say that, uh, if you have an accent or if you slur your speech at all, you need to go back in there and make sure that everything that you think you said Facebook thinks you said as well, because as I was going through some that I created, uh, yeah, there were some pretty awkward sounding sentences, but I found it to be very flexible. You can go in and edit the words easily. You can even edit the timing uh, when they appear on the video. Uh, so it was really, really flexible. But one of the things for Facebook is that in their internal studies, they are the tests that they ran. Uh, it showed that if you had a captioned video, it increases the video view time by an average of 12%. And while some people may think, ah, oh, 12% is not that much. Well, that's a huge deal. Depending on what your video objective is, that's a huge deal. If you're losing people right before your video or your call to action in your video, right? That is, I mean, I think that's really impressive that it can increase. And then even further on, there's an example that they gave of A&W. So, you know, A&W soda, um, and then they have their like chain of restaurants. Well, they were running a video ad and when they added the captions to it, the watch time increased by 25%. So that's I, I huge. It's almost like going back to the twenties to watch silent films, right? Uh, you, 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 you know, you, you make your creative differently when you know people aren't going to be watching the sound. Although a little, uh, interesting bit of news, Kyle, I also heard this week that, uh, Facebook is going to be rolling out, uh, autoplay audio. Uh, for listeners. Yeah, I've heard that too. But I also read recently, I think even it may be in this article itself that we're referencing here, that 80% of people that experienced audio coming out of the platform they were on, they had a negative reaction to not only the ad, but also to the platform where the audio was auto playing. So I wonder, I don't know how Facebook is going to fight that, but I do know that for me personally, like if I'm in the library or Tyler, if you know, you're in church <laughs> and all of a sudden you get your phone out and then it starts, you know, auto playing uh, one of your cute puppy oh, videos or, or, or even better a whiskey ad. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's not, that's not going to be good. So I, I wonder, I mean, that's definitely a negative, uh, a negative reaction I would say from anybody who is experiencing that. So I'm curious to see how they're going to implement that. If the user is going to have control over that and uh, just to see where it goes, but very, 
very uh, bold move, I think, if, if they do put it into place. Well, especially with edgy advertisers or even if you take it one step further beyond the advertising side to the, uh, to the sketchy news sites. That, that they're running the clickbait videos. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that's not stuff that if, if you hover over it and it starts to autoplay, that, that's, that's going to have a, like you said, a negative reaction to ads and it's actually going to train viewers to skip over video faster in order to avoid the embarrassment of something like that autoplaying when they're in a public spot. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I don't know how they're going to do that, but I'll be interested to find out. Hey, Tyler, I have two tips. Uh, for people listening right now. Uh, one of the tips is that if anybody out there has current video ads running and they don't have captions yet, to go back into their power editor and see if they can use the automated video caption tool to add those in and then test it and see if they're getting longer video watches. Uh, I think that would be very interesting to see if, if there will be a difference for, you know, videos that already have data. Now they can, you know, find out and see if that's increasing the watch time. What do you think of that? Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. I think that's a, that's a great tip. And the key word you said there is test. I, I think too many people just set an ad and it's like, oh, we've got Facebook ads running or we've got video ads running or we're on YouTube or we're on AdWords and they just set stuff and forget it. And you have to keep testing. Yeah. You know, the, the, the mindset that you should always be testing something is very true. We just had that conversation with a client yesterday about, you know, never being content with the results and always wanting to improve them and uh, figuring out how can we uh, lower that cost per acquisition a little bit and increase the ROI on the campaign itself. Exactly. So exactly. That's great. And then my last tip here, just to tie this all together, is that if you do want to run video ads and you also want them to show up on Instagram, as of now, you need to make sure that that video ad is under 60 seconds or you will not be able to include that into Instagram. Good tip. Yeah, I think so too. I, th- I tried that. In fact, I, you know, I was running some video ads not too long ago and I was like, Oh, this is going to be perfect was, for Instagram too. Was this for too. a client or was this for your uh, per- per- personal branding campaign target? This is Yeah, this is my personal branding campaign. No, this is, this is my <laughs> photography. So I, I, um, I did, I had a video ad that I made and it was like uh, one minute and 10 seconds. And when I went to go post it, uh, I couldn't post it on Instagram. So that is something I'm going to take my own advice on that. Right. So make sure it's under 60 seconds if you want it to show up on Instagram as well, or just create a new version of it. Maybe you can, you know, trim it up a little bit. All right, Tyler. Well, let's go ahead and get to our interview with Jeff Johnson. Hey guys, Tyler Sickmeyer here on the Lion Share Marketing Podcast. Today's guest, Jeff Johnson. We are coming to you from an on-site recording. Uh, great to get Jeff in person with me here uh, while I'm doing some business in Minneapolis at a conference. Jeff was nice enough to come down the road and hang out with us for a little bit, share some marketing knowledge for our listeners. And so before we get into it, just a little bit more on who Jeff is. Jeff actually has over a decade of experience working with small businesses. First, he was an online marketing consultant with his own company. And then he also worked on 17 different small business clients before going on to do larger national training events and conferences that were actually featured Fortune 500 marketing leaders. So clearly the guy hasn't done anything yet. Wonder what he's going to get. <laughs> wonder what he's going to get started. One of these years. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Jeff founded the National Association for Small Business Digital Marketing about four years ago. Anyways, he has a lot of knowledge to share with us. We're super excited to have him on. Then at the end of the interview, we're going to talk a little bit more about his next event that is coming up out in San Diego. And rumor has it, yours truly is one of the speakers. Look at, looking forward to hearing all that Jeff has to share with us. So Jeff, thanks for taking some time to talk with us. You bet, Tyler. It's great to be here. Absolutely. So, so, so Jeff, tell us a little bit more about you and about how you came to start the National Association for Small Business Digital Marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's interesting. I have kind of an interesting journey because I grew up with a bunch of entrepreneurs in my household. So my mother was a watercolor artist. My father was uh, the executive director of a nonprofit organization. So I saw entrepreneurialism all around me. And I think that kind of having that bent and having that background really kind of gave me the passion and interest in helping small business leaders. So, you know, right out of the gate, right out of college, it was kind of that time when the economy wasn't fabulous. It's gotten a lot better since then. Um, So I just started my own business, right? out, walked out with a communications degree, started um, in digital marketing. That was back kind of the early days of social media. So really just kind of got tackled it and uh, helped a lot of people, helped a lot of solo entrepreneurs, but also small businesses here in the area locally, but also kind of stretching around the nation. We work with some people long distance too. And, you know, I guess I would say through that experience, I really realized that there is a tremendous need. Uh, Small business owners are pummeled with all this information out there. And it's about kind of picking through and really finding the gold, right? Finding the gems because there's a lot of noise out there that's not really helping them all that much. So that's kind of what I've been able to devote myself to over the last several years. And starting in 2013, we launched the National Association for Small Business Digital Marketing. And I kind of look at it as a laboratory. We've been able to see kind of the true issues that small business owners are looking to solve and also kind of the challenges that they're up against. And I think that is truly what's going to be informing our programming as we look at our events here in 2017. Okay, great. And so tell me more about the organization. What type of members do you have? Are they uh, mainly small business owners? Are they people that maybe maybe at one time handled something else within a business and then all of a sudden they got thrust into marketing or even uh, digital marketing for the first time? And so obviously they, they need resources and it's not exactly something that you can go to the library and just read up on, at least not efficiently, because as you know, as soon as you publish a book on digital marketing, it's outdated. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, and I say all the above when you when you mentioned, obviously, we have some small business owners, but we also have a lot of smaller marketing teams, too. And, you know, they may at one time have been writing print materials and all of a sudden they've been launched into, okay, we want you to manage all of our social media or we want you to manage all of our search marketing. And they're like, what? And then they'll go online and they'll start Googling things and they'll see some helpful articles or whatever. But then they'll just get sucked into the the vortex of all these companies trying to sell them things uh, where they'll get like half information and they come out very confused and frustrated sometimes too. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, so Jeff, tell me, uh, what would you say are the top three digital marketing issues that your members are facing this year? You know, it's interesting. We've been looking over the last several years and I was thinking, you know, this is going to change as the years go on. I, I told you we launched in 2013, but truly these three issues have continued to resonate with our audience. The first one is content marketing. When you think of all your digital channels, all the work that you're doing in the digital space, they're constantly concerned about generating content. How do I generate valuable content? Am I going to 
to run out of content? How do I repurpose content? It, it stresses them out, you know? I mean, when they're thinking about driving their business and trying to make sales, sometimes the content is just that annoying thing that they have to do. They sure. know they have to, yeah. um, but how do I do it in the right way? So that would be the first one. The second one would be social media. So everyone knows they need to be on social media. Most people are at this point, but how many small businesses are doing it effectively? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think we see it all the time, right? You, you check out a local business page and their last Facebook post was from August 2014. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's like they set it up and, oh yeah, we've got that. But then they forget about it and they don't maintain it. And yeah. You almost have to treat it like a living, breathing organism. Oh, absolutely. Or they're trying to sell constantly and people are like, oh my gosh, unfriend that. I want nothing to do with that. You know, I don't want to be following that. So kind of helping them maintain that balance and understanding how do I really connect with these people and create a compelling message that's going to really help them build the relationship that I need to build with them. Okay, that's that's great. And, and so based on uh, your recent surveys that you shared with us, what did you say that small business owners and marketers that are your members are most concerned about? Well, one of the big fears truly, as we know, a good majority of small businesses that launch initially, they fail. And they're concerned about that failure rate, especially the newer companies that are out there. How much money am I going to dump into the marketing programs that I'm putting into place? And are they going to be effective? Is, is it going to be effective use of my Where's funds? the ROI? Exactly. Yeah. Where is the ROI? And I think, I mean, that kind of speaks to the third big issue, uh, search marketing. You see so many of our companies, the people that we're working with, spending so much money on paid search, paid ads. And, you know, some people are really making it happen. And others, they just see this bottomless pit of money that they're spending. They don't know exactly where they're going to go with their strategy. So that's always a challenge as well. Yeah, I'd say it's tough. But, you know, one thing we always tell our clients when we start out is you've got to make sure you have your house in order before you invite people over for dinner. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's, that's so critical. I'm glad you mentioned that because if marketing leaders don't take time to set up tracking mechanisms in-house and, and make sure and sometimes it's, it even comes down to the $10 an hour employee that's answering your phones, right? If they don't yeah. understand the importance of marking the right box when they ask someone, if they even remember to ask someone mm -hmm. why they called or why they came in, your marketing team loses so much valuable data. And if you don't have that data, it's tough to make wise choices with that revenue. And obviously, you know, Google has tracking numbers and, mm -hmm. and some other things like that, 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 that help defray that. But really, it takes a concerted effort from the entire organization to track the results of your marketing campaigns. Well, and I would say, too, it's really about the customer journey and the bigger picture. So often, a small business owner or a small marketing team may treat each of these different channels as kind of a different strategy, but you really have to look at how they're playing together in the bigger picture of what you're trying to accomplish. And so often that's lost in just the hustle and bustle and all the things they have to do for their business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so what would you say your advice would be to small business owners and marketing leaders as they prepare for their own campaigns this year as we get started in 2017? And let's be honest, Jeff, many of them haven't planned 2017 yet. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and many of them may not plan until the fall. I mean, that's truly <laughs> what kind of happens. Um, what I would say is do not get distracted by all the shiny objects out there. There are so many programs. There are so many platforms and social media that you can be on. And, you know, this kind of actually speaks to what you're going to be talking about even at the conference. You could go so many different ways, but truly just dedicating yourself to a couple different platforms, a couple different focuses, and then kind of testing that out. I think that's going to bring them so much farther than if they spread themselves too thin. Yeah, that's exactly right. And like you said, I'm, I'm going to speak more into that specifically 
typically, but mm-hmm. the, the, the challenge that we see is we'll get asked, well, why didn't you set up a Snapchat for your client? Or why didn't you set up a, a whatever for your client? And it's like, well, what is their target audience there? Are they engaging with them there? Is, is what we're doing not working well elsewhere? Because it's really all, all these social media platforms are. It's just one more tool in the in the toolbox for, for marketing leaders. And it's our job to figure out which tool to use at the right time. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I would agree with you, too. I don't think there's one silver bullet. That's the that's the message we have to keep preaching to these small business owners because they can be taken pretty easily. You know, I mean, a great salesperson can sell them on a tool. And guess what? Ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars later, they're still sitting there with the non-existent ROI. Absolutely. But hey, as long as it looked good, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And it's sad, but there, there's there's a lot of truth to that. And so I, I, th- I think it's important, again, just to make sure that you're tracking everything. And mm-hmm. I, I'd say that'd be a good key takeaway for our listeners today is make sure that you're tracking what's working or not and be able to answer why mm-hmm. uh, on the platforms that you are setting up, yeah. you know, regardless of which ones they are. And be okay with the fact if you have to make some changes along the way, that's fine. You know, it's not failure. I mean, you just have to push through that to really get the answers you need. A- absolutely. It's almost like, have you ever read the book, Ready, Fire, Aim? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. great, great book. So I'll go ahead and give that a free plug for our listeners. But Ready, Fire, Aim is a uh, wonderful book. and it, it speaks more into product marketing than anything else. But uh, the concepts of moving quickly and not failing because you failed to execute death by preparation. Yes. You know, yeah. If you sit there and plan until you're blue in the face, that's, that's all well and good. But what do you have to show for it? Meanwhile, someone else came out and launched it faster and mm-hmm. a weaker version, but they were able to learn as they went and you, you make changes and go with it and get better. Well, and Tyler, you're speaking to something psychologically that happens a lot of times with small business owners and smaller teams. Uh, sometimes there is so much preparation behind the scenes and they don't just start communicating. The reality is you got to get out there. You got to start communicating with your customers. You got to start seeing what works and go go for it. Throw a little against the wall. You know, I mean, truly uh, it, that inaction piece, that's really going to kill it a lot of times. Well, and really, you know, we talk about all the different shiny objects out mm-hmm. there. The most basic one is free. Mm-hmm. Google Analytics. Yep. If, if you can get your Google Analytics set up properly and make sure it's set up properly, because I know too many people that miss out on data because they didn't get it plugged properly or on the commerce side, they didn't get tagged properly. Yep. If you have your Google Analytics set up, they're going to give you so much data. You don't need the premium version if you're a small business. Really, cause my team and I just had this conversation a couple days ago. Really, if you're not doing at least $10 million a year in sales online, there's no point in even talking about the premium version of Google Analytics. And mm-hmm. so at that point... You know, take advantage of the free information that's out there that you don't have to pay for and then make better decisions with that. Be willing to dive into it and say, okay, we posted five different types of Facebook posts the week of the first through the seventh. Which ones drove traffic? Mm-hmm. You know, And then learn and get better and continue to improve. And don't be afraid of the data, right? I mean, yeah. so often they they fear, oh, what if I see something that I don't like? Well, that's great. You know, we get closer to what we want to accomplish. Yeah, it's like, do you want to know if there's mold in your house or do you just want to believe that there's none? That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the things that it's important to continue to test and refine and improve. And I think that's what separates the wheat from the chef when it, when it comes to marketing leaders is the people that are willing to make improvements. And again, you know, making sure that your ego can still fit out the door and that you're willing to make changes when changes are made because none of us hit home runs all the time. Yep, exactly. 
Absolutely. And so, Jeff, shifting gears for a minute, I want to talk to you about the, the, the conference coming up. So you've got your national summit out in San Diego, mm-hmm. uh, right in our backyard. Yeah. We're excited to be there. And I'm excited to come speak at it personally, excited to share with your audience. And uh, tell us more about the event. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to be in San Diego again. We were um, in San Diego a couple years ago. And, you know, truly, since we launched as an organization, we have been from coast to coast. We've been to several different cities doing these regional events. And they've attracted right around 100 people. I I would say at each regional event. So this is our actual first foray into a large national event. We've built a pretty nice network of people. Thousands and thousands have opted in to become members of our organization at this point. And we're really looking forward to seeing those folks uh, come back to San Diego, as well as really engaging the local San Diego community as well in a deeper dive, deeper discussion about those three topics that we talked about. So it's a three-day event. The first event is going to focus solely on content marketing. The second day is going to focus solely on social media marketing uh, with in digging deeper into some different details when it comes to workshops and, and hands-on type topics uh, during the afternoon of the second day. And then the third day, we're really going to focus on search marketing, so both paid and organic search. So by the end, anyone who attends this event is really going to have a good working knowledge of what they need to focus on this year. And they'll be able to tweak some of their plans maybe that they've already gone into the year with. So I'd really recommend it, obviously, for that small business owner, but also bringing their marketing team. And, you know, for a three-day event, too, the value of this event, I think, is really kind of what's resonating with the audience thus far. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you that haven't been to San Diego before, it, we live in paradise. I, I'd say, I can't say, I don't want to make you all hate us, but for, for having our headquarters there, <laughs> as, as we record this in a snowy Minneapolis, it's absolute paradise. If you haven't been, you've got to come check it out. And then the last piece of advice I'll give is just two words, fish, tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, and I think we're going to be right on Mission Bay. We're at the, the Dana Resort, um, right on Mission Bay. So yeah, it looks beautiful. From all the pictures, I am ready to jump on board of this one. I mean, it's. I'll just tell you, there's a reason why we're going back to San Diego. <laughs> Absolutely. Again, I think you, you're really kind of filling an addition. A lot of marketing leaders need that sort of reset to go back to the basics and figure out, okay, what's working now? The how-to guides for how to use Facebook marketing from 2015 are antiquated mm-hmm. at this point. So you've, you've really got to make sure that you stay on top of your stuff. And conferences like yours are some of the best ways to do that. To so go out and learn from other people that are in the trenches with you and what's going on right now. And uh, of course, listening to this podcast helped too. For, for those of you that haven't subscribed yet, make sure you click the subscribe button because th- this is another great way to keep up in between the conferences. So there you go. I love yeah. that plug there, Tyler. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, they'll always be selling, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Jeff, people want to learn more about you or what you're up to. How would you? Uh, recommend having them get a hold of you? Well, I think the best way to do is just uh, visit our website. It's uh, very simple, mysbdm.org. That's mysbdm.org. Uh, and if you want to learn more about the conference, it's mysbdm.org front slash summit. That is the only place you need to go. You'll learn a lot about who we're featuring this year, as well as some of our other programming. You know, one of the things that people will find interesting is if they want to do a deeper dive into any one of those three topics, we're actually hosting a academies around the country this year. So, you know, this is a great event to start with. And then maybe there's one or two of those three topics that you really want to dig deep in. Uh, There's another day and a half event available for you as well. So we'd love to see folks on our website, love to connect with them that way. And truly, I have huge respect for you, Tyler, and what you're doing and your listeners. So we want to see them at this event. Uh, And we we even want to offer them. uh, It's kind of a special offer. We are willing to actually take the hit 50%. We'll 
We'll give them a 50% wow. discount. Not, not 15. 50. Not. Five zero. Wow. <laughs> Half off. Um, so, you know, until tickets sell out, and they will sell out, um, we will we'll take your listeners at 50%. And the only thing that they have to do if they visit our website is uh, type in the uh, promo code Lions Share. One word, same name as your podcast, and bam, they have that 50% off and they can join us at that event. Well, too. well always, always great to provide extra value to our listeners. So uh, thank you, Jeff, for doing that. It's a generous offer. You bet. Well, I could just tell there's some good, um, there, there's a good kind of synergy between us. And I'm just so excited to have you on our event too. You know, you can kind of tell pretty quickly as you're conversing with uh, a lot of digital marketing thought leaders. And I'll tell you, Tyler, I've talked to a lot of people around the country. You know, some have it and some are just kind of trying to pull the wool over my eyes. <laughs> um, and it's funny because after a couple of conversations with folks, you can tell pretty quickly. Um, and it's funny that they even try. <laughs> um, but the reality is uh, you're going to be bringing some great value to this event. And I know that the stuff that you're going to be sharing at this conference is deep and it's real and it's stuff that you've dealt with with clients. And I really think it's going to be insights that are going to help the audience that show up as well. Absolutely. Th and thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it. Jeff. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm very excited to come speak at your conference and share with the audience there again, just about how to make the most of what is becoming a even bigger, deeper blue ocean uh, mm -hmm. of opportunity through the digital marketing spectrum. So, I mean, again, with everything, you've got a three-day conference. It could easily be a three-week conference Absolutely. if you really wanted to get into everything in specifics. And so because of that, you've got to kind of pick and choose your spots like you do and make sure that you, you kind of pack in that curriculum and you really don't have time for a bunch of fluff. Like you've got to give, no. you've got to give your audience a, a lot of knowledge and a little bit of time, and that's part of providing value as an event promoter. And I, I get that for those listening that don't know my background. I was a uh, concert promoter before I ever got into running Fidelitas, so I get Jeff's pain. And like, like we said, I know just how many steps he'll walk uh, over that resort. It won't. It'll be a vacation for a lot of folks. It won't be one for him. So a lot of hard work goes into planning and uh, executing these events. Yes, I. You know. It, <laughs> You're totally correct. Um, it will not be a vacation for me. The moment it's over, I will enjoy San Diego just like the rest of everyone who's attending this event. But I'm just excited. You know, there's there's something happening with the speakers and the topics and what we're digging into this year that's different and new and exciting. Uh, so I can't wait. Excellent. Yeah, it's sneaking up on us for sure. So make sure uh, for, our, for our listeners there, make sure you grab those 50% off tickets. The code again was Lions Share, and uh, all one word. And then again, if people want to connect with you, We'll put a link to your contact information in the show notes as well. Fair. So, folks, make sure you click over there and uh, check that out. And make sure to look up Jeff and get plugged in and see what else they're up to. I know they've got several other events coming up around the country this year. So follow them and, and learn from them and continue to pull great resources like the National Small Business Digital Marketing Summit as well as the Lion Share Marketing Podcast. So thanks for listening. And, Jeff, thanks for coming up. You bet. Great to be here. All right. And thanks again to Jeff Johnson for joining us on the Lions Share Marketing Podcast. It's been great having Jeff on with Kyle and myself and appreciate his insights there. Again, if you're in San Diego and want to check out the Small Business Digital Marketing Summit, you can come out. There's going to be a link for registration information in our show notes. And of course, yours truly will be speaking there. So, so come out and hang out with me and uh, say hi and look forward to seeing you out there. And hopefully we'll connect with some of our other listeners out on the uh, conference circuit this spring, if you're listening to this shortly after we launched it. Several great shows coming up that we're going to be out and about at. And I uh, would love to connect with you all out there. And in the meantime, if you're looking for tips and tricks for making the most out of your marketing conference, you can head on over to the Fidelitas blog and we put up a fun little post about that. 
So uh, make sure you check out the blog at fidelitasdevelopment.com as well. And as always, the Lion's Share Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fidelitas Development. So uh, until next time, thanks for listening. It'd be great if you could leave us a five-star review. Cheers. You've been listening to the Lion's Share Podcast, brought to you by Fidelitas Development, your marketing partner for better brand loyalty.